Alright folks, with the download button on Survivalist Podcast. And as always folks, you can catch all of our old shows at survivalistpodcast.org as well as soundcloud.com slash survivalistpodcast and where all fine podcasts are available. Uh, also too folks, I want to mention too down at the bottom in the show notes, in the, is the Amazon affiliate link. If you want to support us, click on that link before you do any Amazon shopping. It doesn't cost you a dollar, uh, but it helps uh, helps us make a couple of you know a couple of bucks on every sale you every sale you know purchase you make, and uh, helps keep the show up, keep it free, and uh, keep it going. So I uh, appreciate that. And uh, as like I said, also to folks, our social channel rebelsocial.media. It's our Mastodon link where you can uh, go there and chat with all of us. It's basically like a YouTube thing. And uh, like I said, it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of great group of people that are part of it. And like I said, if you want to join, that'd be great. And this way we can all hang out together, have a good time. And we talk about more than just politics. We talk about other things as well. So uh, it's really a great group. Go ahead and join. And we appreciate it. It's free. We don't sell your information. Uh, Nothing like that. So if you can join that, we would uh, really appreciate it. So uh, things, uh, there's always interesting things in the news, but uh, apparently Donald Trump, now that he's running for president, is saying that he is going to be abandoning his his own media companies, saying that they're not, that he, I guess he wants to focus on the bigger media stuff like uh, Twitter, Facebook, things like that. Uh, kind of interesting. So I guess the deal he had made with them back in the day was that he would uh, put everything on Truth Social first uh, for, for eight hours. It would be exclusively on Truth Social for eight hours before he would post it to any other media. And obviously since all other accounts were disabled, everything was exclusively just on Truth Social. But I guess now he's saying that if he wants to run for president, he has to use all the platforms. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm really, you know, he's been saying for, you know, how his his platform was better because people weren't moderated. I guess, but the problem is, he does he he needs a lot more than the people that are just on his platform to win an election. So I, that's why he's doing this. But I thought that was an interesting thing. I didn't realize that he had a deal set up with his own uh, company that they get things six hours prior to everything else. Uh, they're saying that deal might stay in place. It might not. It depends on what he wants to do. But apparently. He is going to be looking into uh, possibly breaking ties with his own media company or just cutting them out. I don't know what that's going to mean, you know, for their future anyway. But that apparently was a big story today about what he's doing with his media company. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I understand, you know, he he probably doesn't care if he loses money on these media companies. The companies haven't really been profitable. They've been public. They've been, they, they mean, they've been, they've, Maybe he made money with the stock going up because it did bring the company from a couple dollars a share to maybe fifteen, twenty dollars a share. So, um, you know, he's probably making money that way with it, whatever. But um, I was interested to see that he is actually going to be abandoning his own media companies. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, also, too, uh, we uh, very conservative host uh, Louder with Crowder. A lot going on with him. He announced before Christmas time that he was leaving uh, Blaze Media. And then he was going over to another company, and apparently that other company, it's uh, the deal is is not going to work out for him. He says he doesn't know if he's going on his own or what he's doing, 
Uh, Louder with Crowder is definitely, uh, he is definitely a, a big name in, in conservative media. I'd put him maybe as uh, on a level with like a Rogan. He isn't on any mainstream news. He isn't on any uh, any mainstream news sites. He's not on Fox. He's not on any of those. Uh, he just kind of does his own thing. Uh, and apparently, you know, Blaze Media picked him up. And now another company was looking to pick him up. And uh, he's like, basically like Joe Rogan. He kind of just does his own thing, built his own audience. And he's kind of, uh, you know, just, just been that person. And that's fine. But apparently the new company that was looking to pick him up outside of Blaze Media uh, wants him to be, they, they said that part of his contract is based on his monetization from, you know, YouTube, from Facebook, from all these other platforms. And apparently they're saying if he if he should lose monetization on YouTube or lose monetization on iTunes or lose monetization on any of these other platforms or lose these other platforms, the place he could post his podcast, that they would be cutting his salary. And I guess he was, he's really upset about this. He has been in like an uproar over this saying that uh, companies have to create and have to figure out other business models to be able to, to, to support that. And, and basically what he's, and I hate to and I don't hate to say this, but basically what he's saying is, is talking about a subscription based. Like he has the, the, they call the, the mug club, which is all his subscribers, people that subscribe to him and you get to watch the show live. Uh, and then obviously it's always available in podcast format, but his subscribers get to watch the show live and all that. And, and basically what he's talking about is a subscription based model like Anthony Cumia has when he got deplatformed or what Gavin McGinnis has when, when he got deplatformed. Uh, what, what Crowder's talking about isn't, you know, isn't all that uncommon. My, my issue with Crowder is, is he's always, and he, he may do it this time. My issue with Crowder is simply this, is he wants to be, he wants, a, he's always had a deal with Blaze Media, and then before that, he get a deal with another company, and before that, he's always kind of, I don't want to say worked for the company, but he's always been that guy that, okay, I'll just sign the, he basically had a Rogan deal before Rogan had, it basically was similar to, he, he's always worked for companies where they've always licensed his content for him from him well now if he wants what he's talking about is subscription-based revenue and he's saying that this is the only way to do a conservative movement would be to have a a subscription-based model where people pay and this way you don't have to worry about being demonetized well that's great but he doesn't want to be the one to actually do it he wants to he's saying that he you know he just wants to license his content well, these companies are only willing to license his content if they can make money with it. So that's kind of, you know, he, he wants to, he was saying, well, well, they need to come up with a different business model. Well, what they're, basically what they're telling him is, well, if you want to do subscription-based, you do it. We don't want to deal with it. You deal with it. And Crowder doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to have to deal with the business end. He just wants to create content and let these companies deal with, with monetizing and all that. But problem is he doesn't want to, be the one to have to do that. He wants them to just license his content and make money on it. And he'll just sit back and collect his check every month and not have to worry about the whole process. Well, these companies don't want to do that. They, you know, and I kind of get their, their whole thing. They don't want to build a business model based on, you know, subscriptions because, 
if he leaves, then they, they they're going to lose all their all their subscriptions. You know, it, it's it's a tough situation. Like like Joe Rogan's deal works for Spotify because they make money on his ads. Um, Gavin McGinnis and Anthony Cumius work well because they are they have their own platform and the subscriptions all go to them and they're not going to leave their own platform. So, you know, that works for them. But what Crowder's saying is is he wants these companies to pay him this this seven, you know, this, you know, 50, 60, 70 million dollars and he wants them to come up with a different business model for how they can monetize his content. Uh, you know, so it, it's it, it's a tough thing. You know, it, it's it really is a tough business decision. I get what he's I get what he's saying, but he kind of wants to have his cake and eat it too. You know, he wants to he does he just wants to create content, doesn't want to run a business, but yet he's upset that these companies aren't aren't running a subscription based service. And it's it, it's really you know he and I, I like I like Crowder a lot. I like him a lot. He's a, he's awesome. He does a great show. Um, I actually do subscribe to the Mug Club for a while. Uh, not not that I I didn't stop because I was upset with him. I just stopped because I still have time to listen. But uh, you know I, I like his content. I like him. He's a he's a great you know he definitely is. I like the fact that he's created his own media. He does what he wants and and all that. He does kind of what you know Alex Jones does. He you know Kumia you know uh, McGinnis. They do their own thing and they don't have to worry about being demonetized because they found their own way to do it. You know Crowder kind of wants to do what he kind of doesn't want to deal with the running a business part he just wants to you know collect money and that's fine and he wants to focus on his content creation and that's that is why you know that's what he's good at and that's what he wants to do and, and sometimes a lot of content creators don't want to deal with the the whole business end of it uh look at what Ma- megan kelly did megan kelly who uh you know a little not as uh right wing as uh, as he is but you know, she did the same thing Joe Rogan did. She signed a contract with Sirius and said, they said, you know, we'll license your content, we'll pay you the money, but we got to be able to monetize it. And and that's what they've done. So, uh, like I said, I, I don't, I, I think if Crowder, what Crowder should do, and I think what he's going to do is, I think he's going to probably just start his own subscription service and just say the heck with it and just be on his own like all these other guys are. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's definitely got the audience. He could do it. So I don't really understand why he's fighting this so hard. He's saying that he wants to find a place to, to put his show that, you know, makes sense for him and that they can keep doing this conservative movement without, you know, worrying about being demonetized. But, I mean, I think it's going to be very hard to find. It may, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. I mean, maybe Rumble is a good home for him. You know, Rumble's paying all that money to uh, Donald Trump Jr., Maybe they, um, you know, maybe that's a good home for him. We don't know. He hasn't said yet where he's going. He says he will be going sooner or later, but, he, you know, he hasn't announced when. We'll find out. But like I said, it's a very tough thing because, you know, people, you know, it's very tough to monetize just on subscription base. Now, maybe Rumble with his big following, maybe Rumble can monetize his videos. But uh, he just did a video the other day on Rumble. So we'll see what happens. And uh, we'll keep an eye on that. But a lot of drama going on with that right now um, because, you know, people people like his content, you know, and they want him to work for them. But the problem is, is, you know, his content is a little on the edgy side and he runs the risk of being, uh, de- you know, demonetized. And these companies are afraid of that. Now, now Spotify, Spotify took him exclusively, which I don't, I'm not sure if he would do or not. 
uh, you know, they would be they would not worry because they could run the ads. I don't know. It really depends. He's gonna it's, it's gonna really depend on who picks them up. Spotify may be a home for him. Rumble may be home. It's gonna be a place that is not so concerned about monetization and is more concerned about selling subs. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see what what happens. I'd be very curious to see where he goes, and I hope I know he'll land on his feet. He's got a big audience. Like I said, he might be able to do his own thing. Um, you know, he's got enough subscribers, but uh, we'll remain to be seen what happens with him. But yeah, that was a big story this week of uh, John about Crowder and and everything going on with him. And it, you know, it's a tough thing. What he points out is, you know. Be you know if, if you if you're going to monetize on all these different platforms, you are still beholden to big tech. You know, conservatives are yelling about big tech, yet all of them have YouTube channels with monetization. I, I kind of get what he's trying to say. He's trying not to, and, and I really kind of respect it to a certain degree because he's basically saying, "You want me to bash, you know, or not want me to bash, but you know, I, I'm against big tech. I'm against." You know what we're, you know what what they represent, how they're basically silencing the conservatives, but yet uh, you, I, I, I'm beholden to them in order to make my revenue, and and that's I kind of I really understand where he's going with this, I really do, and uh, that's why I, I kind of I kind of respect him in the sense of he's saying he doesn't want to he doesn't want to you know be there shouting hey hey I hate big I hate big tech, but in the same sense <laughs> I I need them too, I mean I I get what he wants he wants his he wants. He wants to be able to say what he wants and not be uh, beholden to it and, and not get, you know, in trouble or be penalized for stuff he says. So um, I do respect him for that. He's trying to hold up to his standards and uh, good for him. And I, I really I do respect him for that. Uh, you know, I think that's the ultimate American dream is we could say what we want, you know, and, and not be worried about that. And unfortunately, when you take a deal like that, um, you know, you're, you're, you're fortunately, you know, everything comes out to the mighty dollar. And when, if you're going to take a deal like that, where they're going to pay you, uh, they need to be able to make your make money. Joe Rogan has been very lucky with, he's such, so, such a big part of Spotify and their success. Uh, even if they are upset, they've kind of been letting him go. They said they're very open to free speech. So, you know, well, they, maybe that might be a spot for crowd. We'll have to wait and, and see what happens. But, uh, like I said, that was a big, big story in the news. So one of the things I, I do want to talk about is is personal. A little bit of some things I want to talk about. I do want to get to some news today, but a couple things I do want to talk about is personal health. Uh, there's a couple, a bunch of articles recently and, and in the past about Apple Watch and it saving lives. Uh, I myself had an experience with the Apple Watch that uh, was very positive. Uh, I noticed my heart rate was was uh, you know not doing it was really fast and then i noticed at night my oxygen level would drop when i was sleeping so uh you know i've had good experience with the apple watch and well i know this isn't maybe maybe prepping stuff but uh you know when you when you look at your health as a person you know it's very important to know what your heart rate is and and what your oxygen level is and what they're saying now is that uh, a couple situations came up i guess some lady uh, she didn't. She noticed her heart rate kept going crazy, and Apple kept warning her about it. And um, sorry about that, my phone going off. And what was happening was the reason why her heart rate was pumping so hard is because she was having internal bleeding. And uh, you know, if there's Apple Watch, you know, kept nagging her three, four times. She finally said, "Okay, let me go see what this is." She went to the emergency room, and, and they had tested. Her and they said, "Yeah, you're bleeding internally somewhere. Your heart's pumping harder because you know to get the blood and all that." So they uh. 
No, they admitted her and they found the problem. But uh, Apple's had a couple, quite a few examples of this. People that have detected heart attacks. Uh, myself, I found out that I had an issue with a fast heart rate uh, from my watch and stuff like that. So it's, you know, like I said, not something to, uh, I mean, it's something to worry about. But uh, if you are somebody that is considering a smartwatch, uh, I, I really recommend the Apple Watch or the Apple Watch SE, the cheaper one, uh, where you can kind of monitor your heart rate. You have the fall sensor. Uh, you have all that kind of stuff. And it really is, uh, I really find it to be, you know, a really handy device uh, in my personal health and well-being. And, I mean, that's what it's all about. I know, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't really talk about health enough on here sometimes. But, you know, if you are going to be somebody that's, you know, worried about being, you know, somebody that's an outdoors person uh, and, you know, you're into bushcraft and stuff like that. Uh, it may not be a bad idea to get one. Uh, they have the Ultra now, which is the, the built rugged one, uh, you know, and or even get the regular one, put it in a good case. And, uh, you know, you're out in the woods and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's good to know what your oxygen, what your heart rate level is. Uh, I remember when I was a kid a bunch of years ago when we went hunting, uh, my friend's dad, he started having chest pain really bad. And uh, we brought him back and, uh, and he still was having chest pain and stuff like that. And, and lo and behold, he was, he was actually having a heart attack. Uh, you know, we brought him to the hospital. Thank God, you know, he was fine and, and everything was okay. But, um, you know, if he had been wearing the Apple Watch, uh, you know, would have told him he was having a heart attack or something was wrong with his heart. And then we, you know, we wouldn't, you know, it, it, I think, I think, it, I think it's a great safety device. And while I do think sometimes that, you know, it's, it's about, you know, living your best life sometimes in, in prepping and survival uh, more than anything else. If you, uh, the other reason too, uh, I would really recommend, uh, maybe not so much the, the SE, but the, the ultra or even the other one with the cellular on it. Uh, I know for, for now with the Apple SOS, if you were stuck someplace with no cell phone reception, you can send a, an SOS text. So I think that's a very handy piece of hardware to have also to the, uh, the Apple watch, uh, the bit, the more expensive one or the, the ultra, uh, you can actually, uh, use the GPS in it and actually, uh, send your GPS coordinates back to a loved one or a friend. I think it's every so often it'll send, I think it's like every, you could set it. So it's like every couple of hour, every hour or two, send back a GPS coordinates to them. Um, just so they know where you are. So God forbid something does happen in the woods, you know, come home, they have a GPS coordinates and this will work like in the middle of nowhere in the, in the woods and all that. I mean, it's, it's very, very well done. Uh, I actually have watched people test it. Uh, I have actually tested it myself, not in the middle of nowhere, but I have gone in the woods and, and hit the button and it's actually sent my wife, uh, you know, GPS coordinates, stuff like that. So it actually is the watch. I know a lot of people say, well, I have my phone. I don't need the watch. And if you have your phone, that's even better yet. But, you know, if you have the watch, it will monitor your heart, your oxygen level. And the only thing, too, about the oxygen level is a very good friend of mine. He was actually has the Apple Watch. And he actually said about a year, a couple of years ago, him and his wife went skiing. I think it was two years ago. And he couldn't figure out why he was feeling so bad. And all of a sudden, his oxygen started tanking. Uh, because he, he didn't give himself enough time to acclimate to the, you know, to the different temperatures. So, uh, very important, like I said, that you know your O2 level and your heart rate. Uh, like I said, I know the Apple Watch is expensive. I know it's an investment, but if you are a, a very big outdoorsman person, uh, there is so many values to that, to that piece of hardware. Uh, especially if you are somebody that likes to go out in the woods, 
uh, or likes to do any outdoor, outdoor activities like biking, stuff like that. Not only do you have your health information, but you have GPS information, coordinates, a way to call for help uh, if you have a cellular one. So it's if you have any more questions about it, like I said, go to the social channel. I can answer any questions you have about it. But I wanted to bring that up because I feel, feel it's very, very important. Uh, I, you know, this spot, this podcast is not sponsored at all by Apple or anything like that. I'm not making any money on anybody buying Apple Watches, nor am I telling you you have to buy an Apple Watch. But uh, if you were looking for that device, maybe... Uh, you know, if you're concerned, I know myself, uh, very good. Uh, another friend of mine, she works at the Verizon store. She says a lot of people are getting their elderly family now, Apple watches rather than life alerts, just because of the fall detection and all that kind of stuff. And Apple has a very cheap version now. So, uh, it's just something I, I thought that was something worth talking about because, you know, that little piece of hardware could save your life. So that's why I was, I always, like I said, I'm not saying you have to get it. But uh, if you are looking at possible purchase of something, um, you know, that might be something, a piece of hardware that might be worth it for you. So I, I, I reposted something on our social channel today, and I got a bunch of feedback from it. I posted it on Twitter. Uh, apparently, Fox News made a comment today that kind of annoyed me. So uh, I, am, I do like to game. We have all seen me playing games. I stream on Twitch and stuff like that on the weekends, and I talk to a bunch of you guys that listen on the show. But uh, Fox News was saying that Xbox, uh, which which just deployed new power savings um, measures today to help people save money on their Xbox and, you know, the energy consumption part of it. And they're saying that this is another way of the, the conservatives trying to get kids to really get in on the on the whole green movement and by by by. Connect, you know, but now they're doing it on their Xboxes, and this is them trying to get a younger generation to understand the green energy. And okay, first of all, the people that are saying this have absolutely no idea about how this stuff works. So, Xboxes, especially the Xbox XS, the newest one, runs on GPUs, graphical user interface. Those are different from the CPU. GPU is the graphics card. Now, in order for these things to run, they, the graphics cards consume a lot of electric and a lot of energy. So what Microsoft did was saying, well, if people are, are these things are idle, let's, uh, you know, put them into sleep mode or put them into energy save mode. So this way, uh, you know, and when people wake them up, they'll just rev up quickly. So this way people aren't running the GPU constantly and seeing, you know, a kind of a little bit of a little bit of an extra this will give save people a little money in their electric bill because gpus do take up quite a bit of energy not a ton but enough that you'll maybe you might you might save a few dollars and my whole issue is microsoft's trying to help out americans in this tough economic time where they're trying you know where everybody needs to save a dollar because of the cost of inflation and with the lay all these layoffs happening there was more this week so here's Microsoft coming in trying to say, well, maybe we can send this out to all our Xboxes and help people save a couple dollars in these tough economic times. And Fox News and, and, and just conservatives in general turn this into a, oh, well, they're trying to stuff the whole green deal down, down young people's throats so they jump on the Democratic bandwagon. It was such a ridiculous story. I even like, I reposted it because it annoyed me. Because here, here you are. This could be something good where people could save a few dollars, especially somebody that uses their Xbox a lot. They might could save by maybe $10, $15 on an electric bill a month. 
and they're upset about it because of the political agenda that it could hold, which I really, which Microsoft kind of made a comment. It had nothing to do with that. It was just they were trying to make things more energy efficient for their users. I mean, I, you know, it's ri- ridiculous. I just thought again, I just thought it was a really stupid thing, and um, really upset me. So uh, something else that uh, that I thought was also in the news that I found interesting. Mike Pence apparently they found classified documents now at his house. And I think this is just going to keep going. I'm wondering now if they're going to search Obamas. I wonder if they're going to search Bushes. I wonder if they're going to. I wonder how 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 in how far this is going to go with them looking for confidential documents. I mean, I'm all for it. I'm all for classified documents not hanging around places like people's houses. But um, like I said, I'm I'm all for you know confidential documents not hanging around people's houses. But yeah, I thought that was a, an interesting thing that Mike Pence, they found him in Mike Pence's house, house. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. By the way, folks, just had to make a little adjustment to the recorder. Uh, apparently the, the sound probably was clipping a little bit because of the, the background noise, so I adjusted it. So if it was clipping, it should be good now. But uh, like I said, folks, the uh, I thought that was interesting. That, that Now they're going back Mike Pence, and I'm wondering how, how far they're going to keep going with this. So we'll... Uh, We'll have to keep our eyes out and see. Uh, also, too, obviously, those of us that are on the East Coast uh, preparing for a pretty big snowfall coming up. Uh, you know, one thing, again, you can't control is the weather. And it looks like we're going to get some pretty bad bad weather here coming up. So, um, like I said, we'll uh, batten down. Everybody go buy your, uh, your milks, your eggs, your bread, so you can all make French toast out on the day of the storm. <laughs> that always... Uh, that always makes me laugh when I see that. I don't know why, but everybody wants milkshakes. It's like the thing you get, you know, before a storm. I've often wondered if the the weathercasters and the grocery stores were in cahoots somehow. Uh, that would make sense. Speaking of grocery stores, Walmart has announced that they are going to be uh, upping wages for their employees. They don't want to lose anybody with this tough job market right now. Uh, obviously, a lot of layoffs coming, but um, still, the, the the employee at the you know any of these restaurants or any of these grocery stores are that hard to come by. So, Apple is uh, I'm sorry, Apple Walmart is saying they want to up their prices or not I'm sorry, up their wages to their employees so they hang on to the people they have. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, I just saw a sign the other day uh, when I was since I'm I'm traveling this this week a little bit. Uh, I saw this the, just t- just um, was it yesterday or the day before at Sheets uh, is firing at 19.50 an hour starting. I uh, thought that was pretty amazing. I've, I've never seen, uh, you know, places like Sheets and, uh, you know, places like McDonald's, stuff like that hiring, going so high with the wages. I mean, my wife and I were just joking that, you know, maybe, maybe seven, eight years ago, you know, she was working you know, for 14 bucks an hour with, with no benefits. Um, and now, you know, people are getting 1950 with benefits. So, you know, I'm glad, but the, you know, again, this is going to drive up in, you know, paying people more is going to drive up inflation to a certain amount. So, but I think, I think people, but I think too, that people are getting more money as well. will put more money into the economy because people will buy things and stuff like that. So I think it, it's twofold. I think you can't have more money without, people have, I can't I think I still think and, and I don't believe and a lot of people say this inflation is all because of people paying people more I don't believe that uh, I really believe that 
that you know people that get more money will dump more money into the economy people have more money to spend but unfortunately with the way the inflation keeps going the more money people keep paying the more money they're going to pay with more that's going to pay with bills uh just recently the other day there was an article saying that uh, and they don't know all of this but uh in the wall street journal saying that uh more and more credit card debt is being accrued since covid uh probably a lot of that may be inflation a lot of that is is you know people having big expenses now with the heat and the gas remember the gas went has gone up and has not really come down below three a gallon uh i I don't believe it ever will again to be honest with you but you know there's that so there's a a lot of you know a lot of real factors going on here by the way not not an accountant or anything but i do want to point out to you guys that uh, tax season has officially started on monday uh by the end of the month everybody have to get their w-2s i think it's about the 30th or 31st everybody all w-2s have to be mailed out so we're getting there it's that time of year liquid iv man they're not a sponsor but i really like them uh, i'm drinking a lot more water because i'm because it's got liquid iv in it and uh it's good it's good for hydration it gives you nutrients it gives you all that kind of stuff it's actually really good um you know it's not exactly i think it's like 30 or 40 calories in 16 or 20 ounces of water but i'm drinking a lot more water trying to get off the soda all that kind of stuff so i'm trying to trying to be a lot healthier i've actually lost quite a bit of weight i'm still working on it uh, i'm trying to lose i like I've, I've lost some weight but i'm trying to i'm really digging a lot more seriously cutting back on the carbs stuff like that and uh drinking the the liquid iv has been helping me stay hydrated so i'm glad about glad about that so uh another interesting story, a lot of good stories this week in the news actually uh, apparently an ind- a study was done and apparently now what they're saying is they've done independent studies on both Facebook and Google and both of them are saying now that no matter what happened uh, in 2016 whether Russia or, or whatever interfered or China whoever interfered in our elections they're saying that it really didn't do that much damage like they were saying it was apparently uh, all these independent studies were done uh, not by Facebook, not by Google, but by independent third parties uh, who weren't associated with the government. And apparently now they're saying that the, the, the whole social media manipulation did little to anything to impact the election. So uh, I thought that was interesting. Now, <laughs> that, that could be looked at from two ways, too. These independent studies are also a way of them saying, well, we found nothing. No, you know, it didn't change anything. So, you know, we don't need to, you know, the, the Supreme, you know, the uh, Congress doesn't need to investigate. Uh, the, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, they, you know, the study, independent studies done, they found that nothing was found. Congress doesn't need to investigate. Yeah, I still think that Congress can do their own investigation if they want. But uh, that was independent third study. I don't know how much of that I really believe um, a study could be. So, I mean, depending on how the study's done, who did the study, and what they're looking for, it, a study could go either way. Um, I'm glad to hear that there's, you know, that they don't think there was, but I have my speculations, but it was a, a multi-page article here um, in The Wire. And uh, like I said, it was, it was a good article. Uh, a lot of reading, by the way. If you want to read this article, uh, it's, it's a lengthy one, let me, let me tell you. So, uh, something else I wanted to bring up that uh, I saw on the news. uh, Apparently, M3 
is laying off the company M3. Spotify is laying off. Big layoffs too, 6%, they're 2,500 over M3. Uh, Yankee Candle and Sharpie are both laying off. So a lot of, lot of layoffs, man. It's, it's, it's pretty scary. Uh, like I said, it, it, you know, those are saying we're not going into recession or saying this is not fallout from COVID. Uh, they're full of baloney. So we just had a little thing talking about the money-saving tips last week on our show. Uh, apparently, those of us that share a Netflix account uh, may have to shill out for our own. Uh, apparently, Netflix is preparing to stop password sharing. They haven't announced how or when, but they have announced they are going to do it. And they're giving customers a warning that if you share your account, um, you know we're cracking down on it. So uh, I thought that was I thought that was important to kind of share with with everybody uh also too i'm sure we've all seen it that uh viral video of that of the guy that's put his feet up uh in on pelosi's desk we've all seen it during the insurrection on january 6th uh apparently he has been uh he's apparently he's been tried they haven't sentenced him yet but he's been uh apparently he lost he's saying that it's not a jury of his peers because uh, the video went viral, and all these people that he's sure they all know him, and those aren't his peers. He's saying the people that stormed the Capitol were his peers. I, whatever. Uh, apparently, he's saying too. He only went in there to to find a bathroom, and then he went into Pelosi's office, and somebody asked him. A photographer told him to pose for those two pictures. Um, you know. <laughs> Don't know if I really buy a whole all of that. I'm not saying it's not all true, but uh, I'm not sure I necessarily buy all that. Uh, you know, just like that guy that pooped in his in her office could say he was looking for the bathroom, didn't find it. I mean, I just think that it's all you know ridiculous. Uh, like I said, I, I just I'm not like I said I'm just I'm not really um, like I said I I gotta put it this way. I don't saying I'm not saying everything he says is a lie. But I'm not saying everything he says in the truth either. So uh, it's one of those things. So um, so something else I wanted to point out with the Supreme Court. I know we have a lot of you guys are, you know, we've talked about Roe versus Wade and some of that. But apparently the Supreme Court, yeah, they overturned the ruling that would give some veterans uh, extra money under the GI Bill for schooling. I thought that, that they overturned that ruling. That really annoyed me. Um, you know, I mean, guys, you know, if you are willing to, to to die for this country, you should be able to get the benefits you deserve. Also, too, they're not, they overturned the ruling not to give retroactive uh, benefits to veterans past the, the deadline of a certain thing. So if you got hurt past a certain deadline now, you're not going, or if you, anything, or if you enlisted past a certain deadline, uh, you can't get the retroactive pay like other vets can it. All ridiculous BS uh, really annoyed me a little bit. Uh, you know, we take, you know, I, I just, I'm really annoyed about that. We don't take good care of our vets and the, some be- the benefits they are entitled to, we try to, you know, skimp or get around them. And it's really annoying. I wanted to bring that up because I know a lot, I know we have a couple guys that listen that are vets that uh, message me and some of that. And it uh, really upsets me, man. If you're, you're willing to, yeah, if you're willing to to serve this country, you should be willing to get the benefits you're promised. Just like when all this stuff was happening with deporting people out of this country, I'm sorry. You want to deport people, that's fine. But if they served in the United States military, 
Hey, I'm sorry. You're willing to die for this country? You should be able to stay in this country as far as I'm concerned. Okay? That's, that's my personal feeling on it. Um, I know, you know, most people that do enlist in the U.S. Ar- in the US Army uh, or just any, any of the branches are usually Americans. But a lot of them that are, foreign, uh, that are uh, immigrants or come to this country join because they want to get a job. And if you're not an American citizen, you can join the military, but your, your options are limited. But you know what, man? If you join, and my personal feeling is, and I, I would love to, to push this if I could, if I had the, the reach, but as far as I'm concerned, man, if you join the United States military and you're willing to serve our country, you should be allowed to have citizenship. I mean, if you're willing to fight for this country, you're willing to die for this country, you should be able to live in this country. Whether it's, you know, whether it's co-citizenship or citizenship, whatever. I mean, I... I know, you know, a lot of people are upset, but as far as I'm concerned, any immigrant, legal or illegal, you're willing to join this country and you're willing to die for it, you should be able to stay in it. That's how, that's my feeling. If you served in the military, you earned your citizenship, whether you're paid or not. Uh, and that's my feelings, and it really upsets me. Uh, I've read a bunch of stories about the guys that, that were, you know, that are vets from you know Afghanistan and they're being sent you know because of this, all this immigration crap that's still being an issue now they're being sent back hey I'm sorry man you willing to die for America you get to live in America I'm sorry that's that's my feelings and I know maybe some people don't agree with that but I'm sorry I, I got a lot of family that died in died in the military to protect this country if you're my feelings have always been if you're willing to lay your life down for this country you get to live here that's you get to enjoy the freedoms that come with that. Uh, one other article I did want to bring up, and um, interesting article to me, uh, they are actually saying that people are not leasing cars right now uh, because of the supply chain shortage. Now, and he, here's what why I thought that was interesting, personally, was because a lot of people have been saying that people aren't that they were saying that they were seeing a decline in leasing because of the ride sharing, uh, Lyft, Uber, stuff like that. But apparently now the they're saying. A very large amount of people not buy of people not leasing now uh, is because people's attitudes are well. Let me buy this car because I don't know if I'm going to be able to get another car in two or three years from now when the lease runs out. And rather than having to buy out the lease, I'll just buy it in those at least have all three years of paying this off rather than you know you know having three years of leasing and then having to buy the lease outright. You know, so there be it's people being smart with their money, saying, "Okay, well, you may not be, I may not be able to get a car in three years. So what I'll do is I'll just pay three years of this, and then I'll have two, three, four years left instead of having to buy the lease and start all over again with the payments." They love to get it, get you in there to lease. I don't believe in leasing personally. I know some people do. Uh, my friend of mine, he swears by it because like he never has this way. He never has a any kind of uh, you know big bill except for tires, brakes, stuff like that. But uh, I'm a big one for buying. If I'm going to spend all that money, I want to own it. Uh, they love to get you in their lease because they lease the car to you for so many years. Then they can resell it. You don't realize on a lease vehicle, they made money on the lease. Now they're making money on selling it. They, they double dip on leases. I have a problem with the lease because with, with leasing a vehicle because the you're spending a lot of money to lease. And you don't own it. At the end, all that money you spend, now you got to give it back. Uh, I, and then, and then the, now the dealership gets to sell it now and make money again. So I don't. Want, I have a problem with so many people double dipping on me. Uh, I know that's maybe sounds a little old school, 
uh, old hat, but that's my, my personal feeling and, well, that's just the way I feel <laughs> about that. Uh, so, I want to point out, they moved that stupid doomsday, I think I might have said this to you before, but I wanted to go back to it one more time. They moved that stupid doomsday clock again. Ah. Remember when Trump got elected, they moved it, and now because we have a Republican House, they're moving it. I, I don't know. I think it's more of a political statement than anything else. I, how, I, I don't know. How, how did they know? I mean, I know there's there's math involved with it, but I I have mixed feelings on that. I mean, how, how do they know? Really? How, how do they know? It, whatever. But yes, they moved that, that, that silly clock ahead again. So wanted to point that out. Uh, by the way, folks, somebody else pointed something out, brought something up to me, and I know uh, I'm gonna have to end the podcast here pretty soon because I'm gonna be uh, getting off here in a minute. But uh, a couple people, we uh, again, uh, RebelSocial.media is our our social media platform. I said it at the beginning, but I just want to say it again in case you're driving or whatever and you can catch it. So, so me, I pointed up money saving tips, and and one of the things I just kind of mentioned one with leasing cars, but. Uh, somebody else had pointed something out that uh, saving money, obviously, one of the things that a lot of people lose money on is is term life. And I never really thought about that, but and, and I don't have any term life insurances. Mine are all whole life. But the interesting thing about term life is you're paying all this money, and then you could outlive the life insurance policy. Now, generally, term life is only for things like uh, mortgages. So... Say you have a 20-year 20 20-year 20 mortgage, you might take out a 20-year term life. It's cheaper, and this way, you know, once your mortgage is paid off, you don't have to worry about the life insurance. That's, you know, kind of the reason for, for term life. But I, I just, the reason why I bring this up was we had, a, we had an interesting conversation with somebody on, uh, on, on my social platform that was saying that he has a friend of his that, that bought uh, term life insurance uh, because he wanted to have life insurance in case something happened. And then when he passed away... He didn't realize it was term life, or I'm sorry, he bought a life insurance policy, didn't know what he was buying, bought term life, and then when he, you know, he passed away, everybody said, oh, don't worry, he had life insurance, and come to find out, life insurance years because he outlived it, you know. So, uh, if you are going to talk about saving, maybe not saving money, this is, maybe this is a not wasting money tip, I guess, maybe. Uh, if you are going to buy any kind of life insurance, uh, always make sure that if it's something you want to leave your family um, you want to do a, a whole life policy. Term life is good if you have a vehicle that, you know, you want to have insurance in case something happens to you. The vehicle is paid off for your spouse or the house is paid off. Um, but if it's something you're going to leave for burial expenses, it needs to be whole life. Okay, not term life. I want to point that out. Because uh, I, had, I have I had this happen once or twice to people. And, you know, it's it's a very, they, they, they kind of, and it, it's not their fault. People don't know sometimes what they're buying. And, you know, it happens. We've all been there. We've all gotten ripped off before, and you feel bad. But I had just, somebody had just told me, we had just been talking about this, and, and I wrote it down on my list here, something I wanted to talk about on this podcast, that uh, make sure that you, you know what you're buying. Like I said, whole life will be your whole life, and uh, term life uh, is only for a certain term. Uh, it might be till you hit 65. Generally, what to do is they'll ask you what you want it for, and then you can figure it out. Term life is much cheaper than whole life. But again, you can outlive the policy. And, and that may be okay if it's only to cover a bill or expense or something like that until it's paid off. But if you're, if you're looking for something for burial expenses or you want to leave somebody money, 
by getting a life insurance policy that's how you're going to lose that money uh it needs to be a whole life so i just wanted to point that out I hate to end the podcast on a morbid note like that but uh, i just wanted to point that out because that was uh, very important to uh to let people know that because i i didn't realize how many people uh didn't understand the different term and, and holes so, and do you know if you're going to get a life insurance policy always make sure you get one with dividends or uh you know where they where they earn interest or earn money uh so this way while you are putting into it and you're paying it all your life uh you're going to earn you know not uh, you know it's going to earn earn money you're not just doing you know if you if you're going if you have a life insurance policy and you keep paying it paying it paying it and uh you know and then at the end you know you have you know you have the value you don't get the value of the people that you leave it to well but they'll get the value of the policy plus whatever money you you as far as the dividends that it earns so uh you know, very, uh, very important. Uh, I can actually, if I can do a whole show on this, I had a friend of mine that was in the life insurance, but he was in the insurance business in general. He taught me a lot. Um, that's something we could probably, like I said, do another whole show on if we had to. Um, I know you guys, a lot of you guys want me to talk about computer security a lot because, uh, that's what I do for a living. I know you guys are really interested in protecting your privacy and so that I am going to get to those kinds of shows. I just have to figure out, um, you know, how I want to do it and all that work. We'll get to all. So, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you very much.